0: Good afternoon, this is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. We're closing off yet another month in 2023. So it's time for a look back at some of the top environmental news from August with the help of the co-founders of environmental journalism portal Makaranga. So today we're tackling three topics in particular. First, the nature conservation agreement in Sabah, considered by many to be a controversial carbon project. So we're going to discuss what it's all about and why there are so many questions surrounding it. Next, we look at what happened at the IPS-MPS23, the joint meeting of the International Primatological Society and the Malaysian Primatological Society, which was held in Kuching. The theme was Primates and People, A New Horizon. Uh, so we're going to find out what happened there. And finally, some happy news we want to discuss. Uh, it was announced late last month that Pahang will gazette over 134,000 hectares of land for a tiger reserve to boost wildlife conservation efforts. Great news for our dwindling tiger population. Helping me to break all of this news down, of course, are the co-founders of Makaranga, Wong Xiu Lin and Lau Yao Hua. Welcome both of you. How are you today? fine thank you uh fine just busy as okay. usual as always yes and so much that we want to tackle today so let's get straight to it so firstly uh this what's you know been called controversial the nature conservation agreement in Sabah you know I think um from what I remember you know a lot of people were against it because you know there was a lack of transparency uh there was also um, you know there' been there been a lot of calls you know for for the Sabah state government to reveal you know what are the designated areas uh you know for this conservation act who is the company in Maybe you want to just break down what it's all about first and yeah, what why is it so controversial? <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is something that we definitely should, uh, you know, uh, keep an eye on, um, because it's, 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 a big deal, uh, both literally. And, uh, I guess, uh, well, in, in all the sense, and we are talking about this now because, you know, there have been more and more calls for, uh, by conservation groups, you know, calling to, uh, sort of review this whole deal and to really question the deal. So this so-called, you know, uh, nature conservation agreement is a deal between the Sabah government and, uh, Company registered in Singapore. Mm. Okay, uh, the company has has since you know when if when the deal was first revealed to the public in late twenty twenty one, it was a Singapore registered company. It subsequently it has since been I guess brought over owned by uh, another company you know registered in the British Virgin Islands. Anyway, so let's, let's let's still call it a Singapore registered company. And and so this is a deal between the Sabah government uh, and this uh, company to give this company the exclusive rights to manage up to 2 million hectares of land in Sabah for conservation and to sell carbon credits generated from the land. So 2 million hectares is is big, right? Um, it is uh, about 40% of all of Sabah's forest land. So that's huge. And how long would this contract be? You know, 100 years uh, reportedly. With um, you know the option to extend for another hundred years, so say two hundred years. So what you know, it's it's a it's a contract between the state government and this company. In in exchange for this exclusive rights, the uh, the company will sell the carbon credits, and they will give seventy percent of the sales, the revenue to the Sabah government, and the company itself keeps thirty percent. Mm. Um, this is all based on uh, reports by you know Mongabay and Al Jazeera and also uh, copies of the unsigned and I would say incomplete contract being, uh, you know, uh, floated around on, on, online. And so, but the Sabha government is in, you know, the forestry department is in charge of actually implementing the conservation plan. Yeah. Right. So as you, as you pointed out, you know, there are several issues uh, about this deal. One of it being transparency, and um, you know, earlier this month, uh, earlier in August this month, um, the Vibes reported that the CSO platform for reform, which is a coalition of you know 60 plus CSOs, have um, they said they wanted to file a suit against the Sabah government to challenge you know whether the government has actually handled the deal according to the law and procedures. Uh, as far as we you know Makaranga, no, you know up to two weeks ago, uh, they haven't actually filed the the judicial review yet. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just a, a one of a long list of concerns voiced by various organizations. So you say there's a issue of transparency. So first off, is you know where is this two million hectares coming from? Mm. Um, so it has never really been revealed uh, the exact area of these two million hectares, um, and so it has only been said you know uh, here and there that oh this this forest reserve is part of the the the, the contract and this is you know but. But yeah we do not know and another issue by the transparency is apparently the indigenous committees uh within the forest were not consulted or at least not sufficiently consulted you know again based on reports coming out from Mongabay and al jazeera and <laughs> to make it even more confusing is that we are getting different descriptions of you know the status of the project from the state government so the deputy chief minister who has been released really, uh, a strong supporter of this project He keeps saying that the NCA, the agreement, uh, you know, has uh, has been settled, I quote, has been settled and uh, everything is uh, moving forward. And this, he was quoted in The Star uh, just last week. Mm. On the other hand, you know, the sub-state Attorney General Chambers has said that the contract um, remains under review. So that's that issue there. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to add. Uh, yeah. The, the the contradictions also come from within the state government themselves. So at the recent Heart of Borneo conference, it was reported that the chief minister uh, said that, and this has been said many many times. You know, especially by Forestry Department of Sabah, that that they want to protect thirty percent of uh, Sabah's forests under total protected area uh, gazettement, and already twenty seven percent have been protected. So so it's like uh, you know again, the the numbers kind of don't add up. if mm. if if the two million make up forty percent, then you know what's going on there, you know, in terms of of decisions in terms of policy making?
1: Yeah, so what Sulin has uh, alluded to is the, the other big concern is um, you know the question of additionality uh, with carbon credit projects. Um, I think you I think Juliet, you did a show, I think last week or, or sometime uh, just recently on the, I guess, the ecosystem benefits, right, yeah. of uh, Tamanagara, Roy Ballum, and Dal Robin. And so in there, your guest spoke about, you know, carbon credits and additionality. So this is the idea that, you know, for carbon credits to work, to for them to be able to verify and to sell for value, the project that generates this carbon credit has to prove that uh, the project itself is, uh, uh, you know, adding for additional protection to the forest, mm-hmm. you know that the money that they generate can then be used to further protect the forest, and then and so then only then the forest can uh you know absorb all this carbon right, and then you can sell the carbon credits. But the thing is, so as Cyriline alluded to, so much of the forest is already protected in 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 Sabah, and the Sabah state government from at different points of time have said that yeah parts of this whole NCA will involve the protected forest. So then what additional protection mm-hmm. is this you know, nature conservation agreement going to give? And this point uh, was also raised by WWF Malaysia's uh, Sabah Conservation Head, uh, Dr. Rebecca Jumin, last week um, in a New Straits Time report. So yeah, it's, it, for many, it could sound a bit technical, uh, but the transparency thing is, is definitely uh, top on the top of the concern because we know so little uh, important information about this and it involves such a big deal, you know, so so much land, such a long period of time, so many people. And then and this comes at, uh, you know, against a backdrop of Malaysia, really, you, you see all these efforts across the country wanting to generate carbon credit, wanting to get into carbon financing. Um, and this Sabah's one is, is definitely, you know, the biggest one to date. Um, and yet, you know, there is all these very valid concerns about it. Um, the state government seems to be pushing ahead, you know, just on surface, they seem to be pushing ahead, but then we're not really getting the information. So, yeah, it just doesn't, um, it doesn't, I, I think it's sending, um, it's, it's not really giving confidence, I, I guess, to the whole process of how it is being carried out uh, in, in Malaysia. So a lot more could be improved. mm
0: mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so we we might be hearing about that lawsuit perhaps, right, sometime in the near future. So that's something that we can uh, keep an eye out for. But yes, you're right. The minister is, um, I mean, he's very, very, he keeps saying that... um you know, there's a lot of interference against the project. That's why it's being delayed. But he's not actually answering the questions that are being asked. So, yeah, we'll, we'll need to keep an eye on that for sure. Um, just moving on to our uh, second topic. So, there are also in East Malaysia, uh, the IPS MPS 23. So, that was held in uh, Kuching. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the theme, Primates and People, a New Horizon. Now, what were some of the interesting things that came up from this mega conference?
2: it was very interesting that the topic actually deals with the coexistence of humans and and human and non-human uh, primates you know uh, this meeting is important because it draws together people from across different disciplines and it's also global mm-hmm. so it's anybody working with primates that includes vets psychologists conservationists, eth- ethno- ethnologists. So, you know, it's a shame that we weren't able to to cover it, but it would have been a, a really wonderful meeting, I'm sure. However, uh, I did catch up with uh, some of the people who were there, including uh, Ayni Hassana. She's the president of the Malaysian Primatological Society, uh, and she studies uh, uh, gibbons as well, you know. So it's uh, so she shared some stuff uh, with me, and also i was been following the Twitter th- uh, threads and stuff like that. It's a seven-day meeting, which is wonderful. So it's a huge boost. That's held in Malaysia in Kuching. It's a huge boost for the profile of primates in Malaysia. Uh, It's also a huge boost for their conservation, a huge boost for the people who are working with them, the conservationists. Uh, So uh, I think Aini said the numbers haven't been compiled yet, but there's more than 50 Malaysians who attended, and it's a fantastic opportunity for young conservationists, especially, to be on such a global platform. Um, And then, uh, you know, so she threw some figures at me and and, you know, I had forgotten how many species of primates we have in this country, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and just giving myself a little bit of a test, I tried to name how many uh, <laughs> primates I couldn't name and really straight off the bat, I got stuck at about five, I think. <laughs> and Malaysia has 26 species of primates. That is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, that puts us right up there in terms of diversity of, of primates in the world, which is wonderful, you know. So this meeting is 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 excellent for raising the profile of all these different species. Because one of the things is that people, the first primate that people will probably name would be orangutan. Mm. And maybe the second would be proboscis monkeys, right? Again, tourism related or Uh, conflict-related, oil palm-related in uh, Sabah with the orangutans. So um, one of the things they want to do is to raise awareness of the less iconic but also quite threatened species, right? Uh, And the other thing they want to do is, is, is to highlight the fact that there's actually... Why are these smaller animals not so well known? It's because there's... Not really been research on them, right? So then studies are not publicised, uh, even though they undergo conflicts as well. Uh, they, you know, for for example gibbons, there've been no studies on gibbons for about 20 years. There's like a dark hole there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they're doing a, an action plan for gibbons in Malaysia. So many questions that are unanswered. However, uh, I needed to say that this is actually a good start the fact that we don't know so much is actually um, reason for people to get invested more into research. Um, and also um, because there's not so much attention on research for these, especially the lesser, pli- lesser covered primates, uh, any kind of support like uh, all over the world, but, but I think in Malaysia, especially, right? Any kind of support, no matter how small, right? The support for conservation of these animals uh, at critical moments, Have a disproportionate positive impact, Mm -hmm. you know. So you know, um, basically, money trading, uh, trading, not trading, not (laughs) trading. I said trading, not trading. Oh my God, that was quite a Freudian slip. I don't know what's (laughs) going on with me. Anyway, collaboration, training, having support of any kind from government agencies, from the public, all that is going to have a huge impact on the conservation of these animals. So then um, the, I think the last thing I want to say about this this meeting is uh, the kind of human aspects of it. So, you know, as the title says, you know, it is about coexisting between coexistence between animals and humans, right? So again, you know, growing awareness that we have to work with local communities, with indigenous peoples, uh, because they have the right and they have the ability to manage forests mm-hmm. um, uh, they depend on them, the animals depend on them, right? And they are also the most close to these animals in terms of coexistence. Um, the other thing also, it's not just Indigenous people that, that everybody has to to, to to work with. It's also people, as this meeting is set up to be, um, people from everywhere, from the arts, from social sciences, from industry, from government. Everybody should work together to uh care for this, these animals, uh, think about conservation, think of human actions on these animals. Mm-hmm.
0: I will be speaking to them actually uh, sometime next week, hopefully. So, yeah, we're going to do a like, sort of deep dive into what they, uh, I guess, what was discussed and, you know, some of the outcomes from there. So, we're going to be doing that. So, we'll have more on that, definitely. We need to give Fantastic. more. Fantastic. We need yes. to give more uh, to our primates. Um, but just quickly moving on uh, to some other good news, actually. Uh, and this happened, like, we didn't quite cover we couldn't quite cover it uh, last month's uh, roundup, but really great news, right? A tiger reserve in, in Pahang. So, as we celebrated Global Tiger Day, uh, it was announced that that a total of what, over 134,000 hectares of land in Pahang was gazetted for the Al-Sultan Abdullah Royal Tiger Reserve, uh, something I think they hope to complete by 2028. you want to take it away? What's that all about?
1: Yeah, I think that was uh, the end of July, this yeah. uh, first Pahang Tiger Summit. Um, so yeah, this is all around uh, good news. Um I haven't haven't heard any bad news coming out of this yet, so so that's great. Yep. Um, you know this. Uh, uh, yeah, we didn't attend this. Uh, I think it was by invitation on it, so we didn't attend this uh, summit. Uh, but there was uh, you know uh, several. Um, you know, I look at the schedule. There's some very several very good panels discussing tiger conservation action plans, uh, experience, you know, and um, with experts. Both from Malaysia and also overseas. Um, I I remember seeing some names from Thailand, so so that's all great. And you know, back to this uh, tiger reserve. It's uh, called the Sultan Abdullah Royal Tiger Reserve. Uh, the first of its kind in Malaysia. Um, it's uh, the total land size, as as you said already. You know, at, at the end eventually it'll be about one hundred and thirty four thousand hectares. Mm-hmm. Apologise, I I I wasn't able to put that into context. Can't imagine how many times of Penang Island that is, or how many times of <laughs> Singapore. Sure. uh Oh, anyway, so one hundred thirty four thousand hectares of this one hundred thirty four thousand hectares, um, already about ninety two or ninety three thousand hectares has been gazetted in May this year. Yep. yep. Uh, it is gazetted as. Uh, forest reserve. Much of this is forest reserve. In fact, I think the whole thing is forest reserve already, mm-hmm. except that um, it is in May, about 93,000 hectares of this was reclassified, you know, gazetted as forest sanctuary for wildlife. So that is one of 11 Types of forest reserve classifications, and uh, this is you know, something a bit rare, rarer to see. So it it would mean that it is still under, it should be still under the mandate of the Pahang Forestry Department. So the second phase, you know, I guess the remaining 42,000 hectares uh, reportedly will be gazetted, uh, I guess reclassified again by the end of the year. I heard that you know there's still some anyway, so yeah, so at the according to the reports coming out, you know why why pahang well, well Pahang you know has the most forest in Peninsula Malaysia and reportedly also the most tigers mm-hmm. uh, you know how we keep saying that there are fewer than one hundred and fifty tigers left in Peninsular um, Malaysia mm-hmm. uh, apparently, the report said that you know thirty nine of them are in Pahang, so that's very precise <laughs> um. So yeah, so so definitely important to protect, um, and this area connects with connects to Taman in the north, right? So a big place area, uh, important. Um, this one, you know, we have said many times on this show that tiger has become the the. Animal to protect in Malaysia, and this this project now has like the involvement, the coordination, collaboration of like the federal government, the state agencies, and of course the uh, the Pahang Sultan and region, and so and with many conservation experts and groups involved, so everything seems to be coming together. Um, there has been some talk about some mention here and there about the funding. I don't think that has been ironed out yet. Also, in terms of governance, like. You know, if it's under forestry department, then who in the forestry department is really overlooking this whole thing? I I have seen different people involved, uh, you know, going on stage and talking about this. So, from from, from us on the outside, we actually do not know <laughs> like the governance, okay. um, and the uh, and the actual KPI. But it's all coming together. It's good news. I, I think it's uh I definitely hope that it will work out and that it can be um an example for the rest of the country, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, you mentioned those 39 tigers, right? I don't know if you saw there was a tiger sighting uh, along Jalan Batang Kali, Genting Highlands area, right? Yeah, they right. Just, yeah, just right. yesterday, wasn't that. it? Yeah, yeah, so...
1: But uh, a, a real tiger, you know, I think it, uh, there used to be like, I think statues of tigers uh, <laughs> when you take the cable car up, yeah. <laughs> Right.
0: Well, yeah so we need to protect you know however many left we have uh so yes that is a wonderful thing but again have a lot of things that we need to to find out you know what is the governance like what is actually going to happen um well you know both of you thank you so much for joining me today and of course you know folks if you'd like to uh, find out more about the good work that uh, makaranga does just head to their website that's makaranga.org uh and uh, if you miss any part of our conversation today you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my earth you can also find it on the bfm app my thanks again to my guests I was speaking to Wong Siu Lin and Lau Yahua, co-founders of Makaranga, for our August 2023 wrap-up. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You
2: have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.